For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. Okay, Dirt Talk. Got questions for this too. See, I rested up this weekend, so I, I've got energy today. Man. I was, <laughs> I'm bringing it. I was thinking about how the last time we were in here, I wouldn't say it was your most energetic performance on the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think no. your your speaking pitch no. was like four notes of so just yeah. here the whole time. I'm talking like this. Yeah. But, I'm, you know, I'm, you're here today. I'm very passionate about the Buildwood thing. I mean, you weren't speaking that much louder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Dirt stuff. We're back in business for the Dirt Talk podcast, Monday edition. Hello, Alex. Welcome to the podcast studio. Hey, Aaron. Um, I'm just looking at my sheet here and I wrote Dirt Talk. Like you it have a shared T. <laughs> you did. Well, hey, that's, uh, that's efficient, effective. Yeah, no wasted letters. No <laughs> wasted letters here. It's like it's like you're a you're a minimum wage employee yet at Burger King and they have one of those signs out front, those old school signs where you have to put the letters up yeah. and you just have one T. So it's like, well, might as well just combine the two. Just combine them. Yeah. Or you know, I don't have an L, so I had to use an upside down seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or oh, shit, we're out of we're out of E's, but I have plenty of threes. Yeah, we'll so. use that. It's fine. It's cool. Nobody will tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes things are misspelled. And you wonder, were they being funny or do they really not know how to spell hamburger? They weren't super sure. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, we're, we're excited to be, be to here Dirt with Talk. everybody. We were just talking before we got started. My, my energy level is at least one notch higher than last week after getting my ass beat in the woods for three days. Mm -hmm. I did want to ask, well, have we talked about it? I don't think we've talked about it on the Monday podcast yet, actually, because mm. we just did the internal podcast last week. You're right. So we can lay the whole thing out. You, we, we had chemo on and that was the lead up was chemo was in town. Yeah. Dirt Talk alumni, chemo Clark. Oh. And you were talking about, yeah, we're about to go here, but we can talk about some stuff while we're here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm mistaken. I was thinking that that super low energy podcast was our last Monday episode, no. but it was actually the internal podcast. It was actually so low energy that you're like, can we just be done? That we got, we got no <laughs> listeners. The whole company wrote to us saying, do I really have to listen to 30 something minutes of this? Hey, or it generated a lot of questions. So super. maybe that was, there was like, man, Aaron is really not engaged. We yeah. got to help Alex out a little bit. So 
Yeah, I was dragging last week. <laughs> Fortunately, we got ahead of ourselves with chemo in the studio recording that Monday episode. So we we I I was just like, let's not record a Monday. Let's just do it next week because I don't have enough for this. <laughs> so here we are. I am refreshed, relaxed, rejuvenated. I just I moved, which is probably the most relaxing thing you could do. Yeah, everybody loves to move. Last Thursday, what? Um, but I and then I just kicked it all weekend. Just a little work here or there. Made myself some breakfast. It was super sick. So to summarize, I spent three days in the mountains of North Carolina, in the mountains of Western North Carolina. That's where the Smokies are, mm -hmm. Appalachians. With the three of seven project with Chad Wright. If you don't know Chad Wright, look him up. Look up some of his podcasts. He has a great story. So if you can find him on someone else's podcast, highly recommend it because his story is, is wild. So three of seven, they created something called the basic course. The basic course is a three-day course where you learn the basics of wilderness survival and working as a team. So Kimo and I, we showed up to this lodge in the middle of absolutely nowhere. We packed our bags and we headed out into the wilderness with six other people that we had just met, plus Chad and two other instructors. All fantastic human beings. I, going into this, had no expectations. I thought I was going to show up, learn some wilderness survival, do some backpacking, and then head on down the dusty trail and get back to my day job. But it was wildly impactful. And it was sure physically exhausting. We did some pretty hardcore backpacking on probably the gnarliest trails I've, I've gone on. But it was more so mentally and physically exhausting. And that was, was what I wasn't totally prepared for and what I took most away from. So we show up and, hey, we're in our team and you need to pick your squad leaders and you need to pick your positions. And I pick navigator and we're all excited. We start going out into the woods. And then they start somewhat unraveling what we're going to be doing and basically start saying, hey, just so you know, we're going to be friends with you today. But the rest of the time, we're not going to be so friendly. This is on you guys to figure out. And that's when my, I perk right up. I'm like, holy shit. So there's going to be a lot more here than I thought there was going to be. We get to camp that first night. We're setting up camp. And Chad calls us, calls us all over. And he calls us. He's like, you guys look like a bunch of mashed up butthole, I think he said. <laughs> Which is the just the funniest, I don't even know how you come up with that. Yeah. But that was when it started to really get serious. And he pointed out, you know, people, me, I was setting up my camp and, and before helping others and stuff was just spread out all over the place and we weren't working as a team. And he was basically like, you guys need to get it together. And that was really sobering. So I, I don't know how to explain the whole weekend but it was a lot of that a lot of us getting stern talking to's because we weren't working as a team we were being selfish we weren't being effective we weren't being deliberate we i was navigating i got us lost twice the the second day because he taught us land navigation pointed to where we were going to on a map and said all right have at it and i got us lost twice totally my fault just a, i was a total dummy about it 
and then appointed as the leader, the LPO of our team, Team 18, and then had to lead the team for for the the last two days. I guess I can I can summarize the whole thing, but just just to summarize the lessons learned, I learned don't get sucked into stuff. When I led the team off course the second time on the second day, I was so convinced that we were on the right track, even though we weren't even on a trail because the map said this was where we were supposed to be, that I didn't stop and reevaluate. That was a big lesson. Be deliberate. We were in the woods and in the woods, you have to be very thoughtful and deliberate about everything you do. I think that's a great lesson because we come back and even in my life, I'm so just going all over the place and check my phone and hang out and shoot the poop with somebody. And I'm not deliberate. I need to be thoughtful about what I do. That's a big thing. Be present. Be where your feet are. The first day I was worrying about coming back home and all the shit I had going on and I was stressing. I was anxious. And then the second day I was like, hey, I'm out in the woods. I'm out here. There's only one way out. Let's focus on the damn mission. Let's be present. Let's be here. Patience. I was with seven other people that I'd never met before, never talked to before this event, the basic course. Mm -hmm. And when you're leading other people that you've never led before, you have to be patient. You have to take your time, even if you can go do something. The problem was we're backpacking as a team, man. Okay, great. I can physically do it. But if someone else is struggling, we're only going to go as quickly as them. So I better make sure they're good to go. I need to be patient with them. I need to be thoughtful of them. I need to be caring of them because I need to make sure they get out of this damn place. Because if they don't get out, I don't get out. So patience was, was a, a huge huge factor. The details, the details matter. The first day we left a rubber band in our camp, we heard about it. That's all it takes. And that, why is it so important? It just takes one lapse of integrity to, to erode everything. You know, to build trust and respect, it's a lot of time and energy and consistent decisions, but it just takes one small lapse of integrity or one small lapse in judgment, or one small stupid decision to completely eliminate everything you've built. And that was very sobering for me too. So there was a lot of really strong lessons that I could not have learned elsewhere because the, we were in the wilderness, in an uncomfortable scenario with people I didn't know. Everything was stripped away, all the comforts of life, and we were just out there. So it was a fantastic experience. And if you're looking for a total game-changing type experience out in the wilderness, with three of seven, learn more about yourself as a human being, check them out because I could not recommend it more. That's awesome. What about this attracted you to it in the first place? So I am young and ex inexperienced, which is a great asset mm -hmm. because I don't know any better and I'm, I'm willing to just, I'm just kind of be bopping around and yeah, we're building a company. We're making the dirt world a better place, but I'm also young and inexperienced and I am in a leadership position. I am in a position that requires experience. So I need to go put myself in situations that gives me that leadership experience. I need to be worthy of the position I'm in. 
So I am always looking for those opportunities to push myself as a human being to chase that discomfort as much anxiety as it gives me beforehand so that I can be a more capable human being, thoughtful human being, better leader, more worthy of the position I'm in in, in business and just, just be a better human overall. So that's why I did it was, you know, chemo said he applied and I, I, I checked it out. I'm like, man, this seems awesome. This seems like something I would totally love to have as well, an experience I'd love to have. So I threw my hat in the ring and there we were. Isn't there like a version two of that, yeah. that course too? Yeah. So I'm going out. It's, it's the Alpine course. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now I'm going to the. The Alpine course, which is supposed to be a hell of a lot more intense in Utah in August, I think it is. End of August, early September mm -hmm. for three days up in the mountains of Utah. How many days did it take you to say, I want to do that one now? So we ended the basic course on not a very good note. We missed a, we missed a small detail that... Essentially, it wasn't total mission failure, but it was not like we were all cheering and patting each other on the back when we ended. It was, it was a definitely a bitter taste. So from that standpoint, I want to go back to prove that, yep, I learned my lesson and I, I am good to go here. And then two, I don't really want to go do it. So that means I need to go do it, if that makes sense. I know it's going to be uncomfortable. I know it's going to suck. I know it's going to push me in just weird, wild ways that I did not foresee prior, even with this previous experience. And I need to do that. So don't think about it. Sign up. Great. Now I'm signed up. Here's my You're money. Stuck. I'm stuck <laughs> here, man. I'm, I have to go do it. I, I want to go do it. I obviously, yeah. I, I know I'm making that decision, but Something saying, oh, I really don't want to do it, which is, okay, good. Sign up for it. Make it happen. I feel like I have that exact same response every time I go do a CrossFit class anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go. All right, that means I have to go. Well, it's, you just have to ask, like, and, and, and for these, these bigger events, when's the last time you've done something scary? When's the last time you've done something that has made you a little, a little sick to your stomach? A little anxious, a little uneasy, a little scared. And, and that's good. That's really good. And we, it's so comfortable. We get in our little cozy, comfy bubbles and we're, we're having fun. And, you know, me leading this organization is, okay, cool. I'm leading an organization that I've tailored to my personality and my characteristics, but then I'm thrown into leading seven other human beings that I've never met before. And I'm revealing that, wow, I actually totally suck as a leader. That's sobering. It's hard to leave that cozy little bubble, but it's so nice and sobering. And that's where all the growth comes from. Mm -hmm. So anybody listening to this, it's when's the last time you did something scary? And that doesn't mean going three days out into the mountains. It could be going to a CrossFit cast, but make sure you're doing things that are consistently making you a little uneasy because that's that's the good stuff right there my wife and i talked about that uh a good bit this past weekend um you know we're trying to buy a house mm -hmm. little uh vulnerability there for the pod and we made an offer and we both were like is was that scary 
because it was a bad decision or was that scary because it's just a lot? Mm -hmm. And I think as I've like grown and become more emotionally mature and I feel like I've gotten to know myself better, I try to have that internal conversation all the time about, you know, like you, you said, these, these hard or, you know, quote unquote, scary things where it's like, is that scary because it, my intuition is saying, do not do this thing? Or is it one of those things where I'm, I feel led to do it because it kind of hits my, the pit of my stomach a little bit, you know? Um, And so I, I think being able to tell the difference is really, really vital. And then once you can, when it's the things I should do and it still feels scary, I think that like can tell you, you know, all right, that's the next thing I say yes to because I don't want to say yes to it. That's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with like with the company right now, I'm doing something that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's really scary. It's a big metaphorical mountain to climb, um, but it's one step after another and we're, we're in it now. And once you get in it, you're, hey, I'm in it now. I just need to make it happen. And it becomes a little less scary once you're, once you're in it, but man, it's, it's tough, but so, so essential to chase after things that, you know, are not going to be a good time are Mm -hmm. not going to be comfortable or you're, you're, you're not going to be good at because it teaches you so much and you can grow like growing as a human being is so beneficial overall. You can be better at work. You can be better with your kids. You can be better with your your spouse, you can be better in your community, you can be a better child, you can be a better friend. There's just so, so much that can come of it. Mm-hmm. It's not just about business or leadership or whatever it is. It's about just growing as a human being because everybody around you benefits. Well said. Were you on any job sites last week? Oh, I went to visit Hoopa. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's Shit. been a lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah, so I went to see Hoopa. Uh-huh. Damn, dude. That place is legit. Yeah. If you need a great company to work for in Charlotte, North Carolina, check out Hoopa. 110% based on what I saw, they would be the company I'd be working for in Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina, without a doubt. Yeah. They just get it. I went to their training academy. It's unbelievable. They train almost every day of the week. It was raining when I was there, so we didn't get to go to job sites. But the cool thing was their training academy was chock full. They were putting their superintendents through their onboarding. So their, so their superintendents knew what kind of information their new hires are getting in onboarding. That's smart. Yeah. And they have simulators in there, and they had sandboxes in the back warehouse area for teaching how to read grade stakes. and. And 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 set stakes and just an amazing amazing business. I was just blown. I was, I was amazed by how much they they get it. And the craziest thing is, they don't have a people problem. They don't have a recruiting problem. They don't have a retention problem. Imagine that. Shocking. Well, is anything about that visit surprising? After having gotten to hang out with those guys here at the Build It office a couple of weeks ago. No. no. Yeah, they were on the podcast. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to the podcast with Brian and Brandon from Hoopa, 10 out of 10 would recommend. They they get it. And I saw it for myself. And it's not this small little company. And not that small companies are not important. They're obviously very important. But this is, it's to prove that they've done it at scale. They have almost 700 people at the company. It's mm-hmm. a big company. So 
pretty, pretty incredible. It was a really cool visit and I'm excited to do more with them. You posted a, a video of um, like a conference table that was like a shadow box, yeah. like sand and yeah. shoot. It was so cool. My immediate thought was like, okay, next build with office, going to have one of those. <laughs> we, we, had a, we had a two hour meeting at that damn table and I'm sitting there. <laughs> We can't have one of those at the billet office because like, it's just going to be stupid distracting. Like, how do I close the door on this so yeah. I can't see can into you, it? Is there a sheet of plywood somewhere that we can just <laughs> lay on top of this table so we can actually focus? Yeah. I just want to look at it the whole time. That's so cool. And then the funny thing is you you walk in and the construction guys, they're they're quick to point out what's inaccurate about the little little diorama. <laughs> and it's it's funny little things to kind of prove, you know, you know. I know how to build a road. Mm-hmm. That grade is clearly clearly higher than the asphalt they're laying, so that's wrong. And uh, we're like, well, an artist made it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that <laughs> you you sit there and start pointing out what's wrong with it, even though it's. Why don't I just enjoy how clever this is in the first place? Mm-hmm. But you got to make sure it is spot on because people know you're not fooling anybody. The other, I had another question about that trip. You had posted a video of, or maybe it was just on your stories. It was like some kind of camera scan thing that was like, it was on a table, kind of like a cylinder and it was like turning. And so yeah. what, what was that? So that was a type of scanner they used to do their as-builts. So an as-built is say you go build a pond, you basically need to go prove that you built that pond correctly per the elevation plans, all mm-hmm. that jazz. So you do an as-built, basically... You go out there old school with a grade rod and a GPS unit on the grade rod, and you go take your points across that that pond, and you go prove that, yeah, hey, this is at the proper elevation. We, we built what we said we were going to build. And there's a few different reasons for as-builds, but that is the very surface level of an as-built. That, instead of having to go out there with a grade rod, you can just pull it up on a side-by-side or I guess they had a boat tube. I don't know if they put it on a boat or walk around with it and it just, or, or set it up, you know, walk around with it, but you put it on side by side and then it can scan the whole pond and then you can line that up with a reference point to then basically certify that that's spot on and it's more accurate than a GPS rover because you're not dealing with the, um, the tolerance on on a oh, GPS yeah. unit because it's a it can be a little off. Mm-hmm. This because you're lining it up with a known point of reference, it's spot on. That's really so cool. That's that's what that was. Right on, man. I, I feel like for not seeing a job site, there was like a lot of cool stuff to see on that one. It, dude, the whole thing was cool. Yeah, I, cool dudes. And we don't have anything commercially going with them right now. No. We're hopefully working with them soon. But sure. I'm not, they were they were on the podcast and they were great here and you got yeah, to go out there and yeah. see what they're doing. This is not a paid advertisement. No. They're just they just know what the hell is going on and I have a ton of respect for what they got going. Yep, sick. Yeah, cool. We've got a couple questions from the Dirt Talk listeners. Cool. As always, I'm very thankful for these. All right, first question is from Dennis. He says, "Can you lay out once and for all in the clear?" What the difference between cement and concrete is and why pouring cement is wrong. <laughs> this is funny too because I I was in Target 
this weekend. Mm-hmm. I hate Target. I go there every, I go there whenever I move because it's just a good place to go. You get some cheap home goods that well, look okay. Yeah, I need a, I need a toothbrush stand or uh, some kitchen towels and some dish soap. I just stupid stuff like that. Well, I'll go to Target. I hate Target. It's a terrible place. Yeah. But I go into Target and of course, of course, I get all of my home goods. I get my, I, whatever I need. And of course, I'm, I'm walking past the Lego aisle. So might I'm as well not, check it out. Dude, <laughs> I can't just walk past the Lego. I got to go check it out because talk about childhood memories. And I remember <laughs> the funny thing about it was, you know, as a kid, you'd be looking at the Legos and it'd be like, $159.99. And it was this badass Star Wars ship of some sort. And you'd be sitting there like, $159. That's, that's a ridiculous amount of money. How could anyone get that? <laughs> and I, like, I am never going to have something that make, like maybe Christmas. Yeah. Maybe that's something you asked Santa for, but there is no way in hell. And I'm sitting there as an adult, like, $159. Bucks Not for bad. That. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. that aside. So I'm I'm perusing the Lego aisle. Of course, I start with the Star Wars because there is some good-looking Star Wars mm-hmm. Legos out there. And then I turn to the right to the Lego City section, and I go through the okay firefighters and hospital and okay. I want to get to the construction, and I notice there is a Lego cement mixer. Total disappointment. Total disappointment. And why is this disappointing? Well, back to the question. Back to the question. Concrete is like baking a cake. So when you bake a cake, what do you have? What do you have to bake a cake? You have some flour, right? There's some water there. What else is there? Eggs. Some eggs. Okay, great. So you have some eggs, you have some flour, you have some water. And you, you, you mix the ingredients together. You put it in the oven. Voila. You get your cake, right? And in theory, can, that was a bad cake, but yes, it, it, you're, you made a cake. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, you can, you can, you can doll up your cake here or there, <laughs> but for for the purposes yeah. of this discussion, concrete is the same way. You have some primary ingredients. You have cement, which is essentially the glue. You have water, and you have aggregate. Crushed rock, sand, whatever it may be. You mix them together, you get concrete. So cement is an ingredient to concrete. But it's not, I'm not going to call my, my cake, uh, my, my cake pan, oh, this is a flour pan. No, it's a cake pan. It's not a flour pan. That's an ingredient in a cake, you dummy. <laughs> so it's not a cement truck. It's a concrete truck that carries concrete. It doesn't carry just cement. There's concrete in there. You see the problem? Yes. So, but this is where the, the uh, trickery comes in. Got it. So you can have a cement truck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem, however. <laughs> because you need to get the cement to a batch plant. So you have a bulk truck that carries Just- powdered cement to the batch plant, which then mixes the cement with the water, with the aggregate puts it into a concrete truck. The concrete truck stirs it all together while it's driving down the road. It drops it off wherever the concrete's being poured. So if I, if I go over to Home Depot and get 
a couple bags of quickcrete that has the non-water ingredients in it ready to become concrete. Yeah, so quickcrete is cement and aggregate. Got it. You add water, voila, you get concrete. And and just having cement does nothing. Like I mean, if you if you just water and cement, is that anything, or is that just powder and water that dries? Um, so it's like a bunch of glue. It'll do something, and there's uses for just cement. But to create any kind of structure, you need aggregate. Got it. Okay. Aggregate's what creates the structure. So, Heard. so then it's kind of silly for how much we, and I say we as a society, whatever the general uh, usage. It is kind of silly how we how much we talk about cement versus concrete because cement is very little does very little compared to like we we mean concrete. Yeah, that's where if I were the uh, United States Concrete Association, that would be okay, boys. Here's problem number one: <laughs> we need to educate the public on it's concrete, not cement. Let's create a campaign. Yep, and then roll it out because without that, you know, we're we're not getting the basics, and without the basics, not a whole lot matters. It's a brand awareness issue, you know, yeah. storytelling, man. <laughs> the the United States concrete industry has a massive branding problem. <laughs> After we make the dirt world a better place, we're only talking concrete. Yeah, dude, talk about a branding problem, man. So that is your your A to Z example. Or A to Z explanation as far as what concrete is and Perfect. why it's different than cement. Thank you. Well, Dennis, there you go. Appreciate the question, my man. All right, next question. Let's turn a Dirt Talk alum, Mr. Dylan Taylor. Super. What a guy. Okay. Question. Dylan Taylor, the man. Extreme Ownership, I know, is one book you highly recommend to become a better leader. Do you have any other books you'd recommend reading? Mm. So let me think. Books that have informed Buildwit. I'm coming at this from my perspective. I love Everybody Matters. Fantastic book. Um, and that is by Bob Chapman. Chapman, yep. Um, The Uncontainable by Kip Tindall was one that that really helped out the the business. The Dichotomy of Leadership, again by Jocko. If you've read extreme, read extreme Ownership, I would just go right over to the Dichotomy of Leadership. They're very complimentary. It's fantastic. His Leadership Strategies and Tactics is also a fantastic book. Those three, game changers. Um, no Rules Rules by Reed Hastings was a, a really, really good one. Let My People Go Surfing by Yvonne Chouinard. Conscious Capitalism by John Mackey. There's, there's plenty. We actually should make a page on the website. What's Aaron reading right now? Because I feel like people ask me all the time. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know why everybody's so concerned about what I'm reading, but it's like, well, here's the book I'm reading right now. Feel free. Right now, everybody, what's Aaron reading today? Can, Alex, can you give me an intro? Hey, Aaron, what are, what are you reading today? And now for a new segment, what's Aaron reading? Aaron, what are you reading today? Well, Alex, let me tell you. I am reading The Effective Executive by Peter Drucker. Oh, sick. That's a good one. It's classic. I mean, I've never read it, but... It's a good one. So... Cool. Thanks for tuning in to our new segment, everybody. Yeah, great segment, everybody. 
And we'll yes. be right back after these message from our sponsor. Well, so if you've read Extreme Ownership, I would just go right into the dichotomy of leadership without a doubt. And also everybody matters. So if I would do two, Extreme Ownership, we give everybody two books. Extreme Ownership, Everybody Matters. And then I would tack on dichotomy of leadership to that as well. If you do those, that's a great place to start. You're yeah. going to you're going to get learned. You're going to get you get get you some learning in there. But we'll explore on the website putting on somewhere like on the website whatever the hell I'm reading or what I've read this year cuz people seem to ask me a lot. What's what are you reading right now? I think what makes we could definitely do that and not be like a here's what's current cuz that's like, you know, another thing to to update, but just like add books to a list, you know. Yeah, exactly. Solid. In addition to reading books, you can also learn about leadership via the BuildWit app available on the App Store. BuildWit Leaders. Well done. A lot of good content for that. Yeah, so you can you can go <laughs> read Extreme Ownership and then you can go watch Jocko talk for four hours about all of the principles he illustrates in that book on BuildWit Leaders on the BuildWit app. Totally for free, just saying. Just for you. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for the question, Dylan. I really appreciate it. Funny that these two episodes are the length of each other's typical length. <laughs> We're like 34 minutes. Really? Yeah. A quick one, huh? It's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I could have drawn out the whole basic course thing way more than I did. I started to go on that path. I'm like, nah. That's all right. Let's see. I'm learning my lesson. I started to go down a path. Nah, let's reevaluate. Let's important to reevaluate. Backtrack a little bit. Let's, let's go in a different direction that's a little more concise. Well, I think that is a Dirt Talk Monday edition. Cool. My man. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Dirt Talk podcast. You can now listen to the Dirt Talk podcast on the BuildWit app, on the App Store. Go download it. Go give it a shot. We're really excited about it and would love for you to interact with us there. If you have questions, send them to dirttalk at buildbit.com. Alex will get them. Alex will take them from his computer machine, put them onto a piece of paper like he has right here. Look at that. And then he will come into our studio, read them on the microphone, and I will answer them to get you the best information possible. And best in quotes, because it's probably not the best information. I was actually <laughs> it's your best information. Not to not to undo our wrap up here, but I was actually informed that our discussion on why people in the field need to be paid hourly and not oh, salary yeah. was completely incorrect. I meant to say something because of some labor laws. <laughs> Do you want me to ask about it so uh, you can jump into it? Well, we. I don't. I don't. I didn't clarify. So I can't speak any more intelligently on the subject than, we already than, did. I, than I already did Got before. Okay. So I would just say more wrong stuff about it. I just wanted to say, apparently we were totally wrong about the whole, I guess you could just pay everybody salary out in the field because that's, for whatever reason, not legal. Okay. But still, that's, that is also adds more information to that topic. So I think there's nothing wrong. Yeah. And it's not the first time. There's been a few instances where I've been told by our growing HR team at this company that, hey, that's actually illegal. Oh, Jack <laughs> noted. Got it. Okay, we will not do that ever again. Oh, uh, well, yep. No, okay. I, I didn't know it was illegal. I promise. Yeah. It came from a good place. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, okay. With that, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. Stay dirty.